The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Daddy? Yes? Can I ask you something? Sure. You come home from work every night. You eat a quick supper and then you go right out the house for two whole hours to learn. Don't you want to relax a little bit? Chill out? Why do you run out so quickly all the time? Baruch, that's a great question. We learn in this week's Sedra, A person should have Hashem's Torah in his mouth all of the time. What else would I do instead? I don't know. Listen to music, read a book, call some of your customers, chill out. There are lots of things you could be doing instead. But then, what will become of me? I don't understand. Uh, what do you mean? What are you trying to become? I mean, if I don't learn, then I will waste my time now. And in the future, I will just be someone who is empty and has nothing to fill them up. Do you understand me? No, not really. Okay, let me tell you a story, and I hope this will make things a lot clearer for you. There was a man called Yankee who learned in Kerl for a number of years, until he had to go out and earn a parnosal. He still continued going to Shir every morning, and he also had a chavrusa at night. One day, he stopped coming to the Shir. The Magid Shir called him up and asked him, Yankee, it's been a week, and we've not seen you. I know, I know, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Have you been sick? Uh, no, Bar Hashem, I, I, I'm actually fine. So, so where have you been? Um, don't know how to say this, but I cannot come to your shear in the morning anymore. Why not? Why not? I, I'm very busy. My business, Bar Hashem, is doing really, really well. I, I just can't afford to spend all this time learning. But Limon Torah is so important. How could you just decide to drop out? I, I'm not dropping out. I still have a chavrus at night that I learn with, so I'm still learning, right? You don't need to leave the shear. Come back. Join us again. Sorry. Really, really sorry. But you won't be seeing me anymore. Soon after, he also started to miss his night chavrusa, and he became a person who spent very little time learning Torah. Many years passed, and suddenly, one morning, he showed up to learn again at his shear in the morning. Everyone asked him, No, what happened? You couldn't sleep last night? Yeah, yeah, what happened? You had a fight with your wife? Oh, was the baby crying all night long? I don't have time to talk to you now about this. Now it's time for Lima Torah. After Shachris, maybe then I can speak to you. This made everyone very nosy. Gee, I wonder what came over him. Yeah, yeah, he was never so stuck. What happened to him? After Damning, they all gathered around him, and they asked him, So, what happened? Yeah, what's the story? What happened to you? Okay, let me explain it to you. Here's a story. Many of you will know that my mother has been getting progressively worse, and she's been getting older. She lived with us for a long time, but recently I realized it was getting too much. Yankee, can you keep me company? Uh, sure, Mommy. Uh, I can sit with you for breakfast, but I need to go to work soon. But I need company! Uh, I know, uh, and as soon as I, I come back from work, uh, I'll keep you company. But I'll be lonely during the day. 
I, I know. I, I'll try and call you. That's not the same. I know, Mommy. I know. I know it's not the same. But I do have to go out and make a living also. I can't sit with you all day long. Also, you know, your kids are making such a lot of noise. I know, I know, Mommy, but they're kids. It's very hard for them to keep quiet. But I live here. I know that, Mommy, but, but they also live here. And, and, and they like to invite their friends. Well, can't you stop them from bringing their annoying friends over and making all this noise? Mommy, the kids need to have friends over. Otherwise, they'll be bored. I'm so happy that friends are happy to come over. There's so many kids that have nobody wants to play with them. And Baruch Hashem, your grandchildren, have so many friends that want to come over. Just be happy about it. But they make such noise. I can't bear it. Okay, I'll try and ask them to be a little bit quieter. And also, I'm not really liking the food that your wife makes. Too spicy, too Mediterranean, shawarma, hummus. I mean, what is this food? Uh, mommy, uh, my wife is Sephardi. That's normal food for her. But it's not Hamish food like I like it. I know, I know, but that's what my family likes. Uh, but, but what about me? You don't care about me? Okay, okay, Mommy, I'll try and ask you to put less salt and less spices in the food and make something simple for you. And by the way, the room that I'm in is too small, and I don't like your car. I think you need to get another car. It's too flashy for my taste. And while we're at it, I have a lot of other things I need to tell you about. I'm not happy about this, and I'm not happy about that. At one point, we both realized she'd be happier if she had her own place in an old age home. It would have people her age... And there wouldn't be the noise, and the food would be much more to her liking. And I promised to come and visit her twice a week, and she's been much, much happier now that she moved to this new place. Yesterday, I went to the old age home to visit her, and the lift unfortunately wasn't working, so I had to take the steps. Now, this is a Froom nursing home, so that the men and the ladies have different floors. And in order for me to be able to get to my mother's room, I had to walk past the men's section of the old age home. And I rarely go through that area, but yesterday I went through it, and suddenly I heard a great commotion and screaming. And I ran into the room where the screaming was coming from, and this is what I saw. Beryl, it's 89. Chaim, it's 105. 89, 105. 89, 105. You just don't know how to count. That's why it's 89, and, and you just don't know it. Oh, yeah? Uh, you are just getting forgetful, and that's why you forgot some of the numbers, and it's 105. Excuse, uh, excuse me, gentlemen. Uh, can I help you? Huh, look who came in here to try and sort things out. What would you know about all these things? Listen, I'm just trying to help you, okay? Just tell me what the issue is, and maybe I'll try to help you. You don't have to fight. Oh, okay. We look out the window every single day and count the cars that went past. And today, there were 89 cars that passed by. 105! There were 89, as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by the schlamazel over here who thinks it's 105. For the last time, it was 105, and I'm not a schlamazel. You just don't know how to count. 
Oh, yeah? We'll see about that. Let's go back to the window now. We'll try counting again for the next ten minutes, and let's see who knows how to count and who doesn't know how to count. Yeah, let's go. Let's see. One, two... That doesn't count. That was a van. That does count. I walked away quickly, not wanting to get involved in this childish fight. Finally, I made my way to my mother's room, and I spent a nice hour together with her there. She told me about her day and the wonderful activities that she's doing and all the new friends that she's made. Then it was time to go again, so I walked downstairs through the men's section, and I heard screaming a second time. I went to see if it was still the same two people fighting about the cars. As I came closer, I actually found something entirely different. I found two people sitting in the room, hunched over Gemara. Pival, this is the Pshat in Toysvis. It's not. It's not. It can't be. Don't you see the Masha? I did. I did see the Masha. We saw it together. But I'm telling you, the Pshat in this Toysvis is like I said it, because that's what the Toysvis Arosh says. And we will have to try and work out with the Kasha the Masha a little bit later. But this is still the Pshat. Then suddenly, a waiter came in. Gentlemen, can I offer you something to eat? Uh, not now, not now. We're in the middle of trying to figure out the understanding, the pshat of this toysvis. And when we are finished, we will come. But right now, this is just too important to stop in the middle. Please, can you come back later? I walked down to my car, and I was totally shocked by the two groups of people that I'd just seen. I drove home. And I said the following to my wife. Mindy, I have to go back to learning. I saw two groups of old people at the old age room today. One was fighting about how many cars passed by outside the window. What a nebuch. That's all they have. And then I saw another group of two men who were arguing. But they were fighting about a toysis. They wanted to know what the pshat was. One day, unfortunately... I'll also have to move into a nursing home. I'll also get older. But if I don't sit down now, and I don't start learning some Torah, I will turn into the two old men who argued about how many cars are passed by. I can't allow that to happen to me. Tomorrow morning, I'm going back to my shear, and I'm starting to learn. And so this morning I came back, and I will never leave again for all the money in the world. Don't you understand? A person who doesn't learn is empty. They might be doing chesed. They might be doing many other mitzvahs. But they're still missing a big part of what makes them a real yid. So during the day, I have to go out and I have to make a panosa to be able to feed you and the entire family. But every night when I come back, I need to fill myself up. And the only thing that will make me feel whole and make me feel full and content is Torah. I love it. I love going out. I won't want to do anything else. And I hope and I doubt that one day you'll love it like that too. And realize how important it is to fill yourself up properly. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.